worse in this room than anywhere else. It's on your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good There you go. It's the world's most dangerous one to show. Got the cameras on motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning. Good morning. What's happening? How was the weekend, man? Ah, uh, man, my weekend was good. I was traveling. Um, my son Logan, he plays for a seven-on-seven football team uh, based out of Philly, so they travel everywhere. So you know, every weekend they do a different city, kind of like you with the cheerleading. You just don't know where you're gonna be. Um, so this weekend he was actually in Houston. So I was in Houston the whole weekend, which was pretty cool because I got to do planning for the car show because his first game didn't start to 5.30 p.m. But all night long, I mean, they were playing seven on seven. His team got disqualified, but it was good. It was it was it was good to see him playing with other kids from other areas and other cities and other states. And it's sometimes you need that because sometimes when I think when when you're playing, you get to see other people's moves, other people's styles, the, the way they do things. So. I was out in Houston the whole weekend, so shout out to everybody in Houston, and I can't wait for my car show to touch down Houston. We're going to have a good time in Houston, Houston versus New York, Texas versus New York car show. What about you? I didn't have nothing to do this weekend. My daughter did not have any cheerleading competition, so I was home on club couch, okay, minding my business, all right, doing a little bit of microdosing here and there, watching Eternals, you know, watching basketball, doing nothing, man. That's what I enjoy doing. I am 43 years old. There's nothing I enjoy doing more than not a damn thing. You hear me? Well, that's not going to happen much. Why not? Because your daughter's going to have mad cheer practices. And then uh, when I, your I, other I, daughters I, I, get a little older, they're going to have cheer practices and cheer competitions. Hey, well, don't say it's not going to happen much because you got to carve out that kind of time. When I don't have time, I mean, when I, when I, when I do have time to do nothing, I'm going to do nothing. Right. And nobody going to make me do something. <laughs> well, you do nothing then. But that, no, that, it was good. It was good just to... Uh, just to be home this weekend on the couch. Man, it right. felt good. Lord have mercy. I feel so rested this morning. I feel good, too good, rested. Good. No. All right. Like I need well. to cause some trouble this morning or something. That's no, how rested no. I feel. <laughs> you don't ever feel that rested where you just feel like you need to cause some trouble? Yeah. Man, that's how I feel this morning. Who you want to start trouble with? I don't know. I'm not looking for trouble. I'm just saying I feel like I, I feel I feel like I should start something, but I'm not gonna do that. All right. Well, we got four hours to figure that out. Yeah, I'll figure it out. If the spirit moves me. <laughs> okay. Well, well, Telfar will be joining us this morning. You know the 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 black designer from Queens who has. I a think bag you should explain that company. one. Explain that mm-hmm. one. Explain that one to the nation. What is Telfar? I am. I'm, t- I'm about to. Telfar. He's a black designer uh, from Queens, New York. He's uh, he does clothes and bags. His bags are very popular. Sells mm-hmm. out in minutes. Uh, I I remember there was a picture of Beyonce wearing his bag, and everybody was trying to get that one bag. But his uh, bags dropped in minutes. He's going to be joining us, talk about how he got into this this space in this game, which is very difficult. You don't see too many black designers and too many black people that actually design and own their own clothing line. I hope he sells bags full of gas. Okay, <laughs> that's what people need right now. I don't know if you he don't, could fit in there. You don't sell don't bags know. full of gas. I don't think so. Oh, okay, sell me a bag full of cheap designer gas. That's what we need right now. All right. Well, speaking of gas, we'll talk about gas prices and front page news, and we'll tell you if there's any if there's going to be any help coming up. All right. So keep it locked. Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. 
Now, Tom Brady, he announced he will return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is after he said that he was going to retire. I guess he changed his mind. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, Kim K told us get off our, get off our ass and work. Okay? <laughs> so Tom Brady got up off his ass and went back to work. That's right. uh, what's the problem here? No, I think I, I would love to see Tom Brady, you know, have one of those, um, I don't know what they call them, but one of those like send-off years where everybody knows yep. this is your last year in the league and every, you know, uh, arena you go to is celebrating you in a real way. I think I think he, he, he deserves that. I agree. Now, he put on Twitter, these past two months I've realized my place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come, but it's not now. I love my teammates and I love my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa, unfinished business, LFG. My wife allowed me to play again. I don't think he ever wanted to retire. Personally, I would have re- retired after the Super Bowl, yeah. Personally. He didn't say the wife stuff, but um, I'm sure he had to agree with his family. His family had to say it was cool, and, and, and that's why. But I'm glad he's back. Listen, man, like my man Raconia said yesterday on social media, gas prices are high. People got to get back to work. All right? Mm-hmm. Okay? And Kim Kardashian told us, get up off our ass and work. Go to work. Tom Brady took that to heart. He's back. All right, now Colin Kaepernick looks. Colin Kaepernick. It looks like he wants to still play. He put out a tweet that said, "For the past five years, I've been working out and staying ready in case an opportunity play presented itself. I'm really grateful to my trainer, who I've been throwing to all this time. But man, do I miss throwing to a professional route runners? Who's working? I will pull up. So Colin Kaepernick wants to get back out there and play. <sighs> I don't understand that. You know what? Uh, if you saw Colin Kaepernick's um, uh, TV show on Netflix, I mean, he depicted. The NFL as a plantation and players as slaves. And so why would you want to be back in that institution? You know? Yeah. The institution that we all saw blackball you. And the institution that you said is oppressing players. Why would you want to be back a part of that? Like, I don't know. It just, it's, it's confusing. <laughs> like to be, yeah, to to be totally honest. It's just, it's just confusing. I don't know. I don't know what the message there is. I really yeah. don't to me too well and some other news average u.s gas prices rise 22 percent in two weeks to a record four dollars and 43 cents they're saying the average u.s price of regular gray gas shot up a whopping 79 cents over the past two weeks setting a record four dollars and 43 cents uh they don't know how high this is going to be the price at the pump is a dollar 54 higher than it was a year ago mm-hmm. And not only that, Uber, they're going to roll out fuel surcharges in the uh, United States with surging gas prices. So now if you see that on your bill, they'll charge you either a fee of 45 cents or 55 cents on each Uber trip and 35 cents to 45 cents on uh, each Uber Eats order. So so now we got to pay for Uber's gas as well as ours when we go somewhere. Yeah, I mean, you, you people had to think that. I mean, same thing with planes. I mean, anything that requires gas, they're going to charge a lot more money because it's going to cost a lot to fuel these airplanes, to fuel these vehicles. If you take the mm, bus, to fuel mm, these mm, buses, it's, it's going to get crazy. I mean, and, and there's no telling when these gas prices are going to slow down. And the crazy thing about it is we have no choice. <laughs> like, if you have a car, you have to put gas in it. You have Correct. to, you know, Go take to public transportation to get That's to right. work. You know, sometimes you got to fly somewhere. Like, we have no choice. There is no option. There's not. There's no. There's nothing you no can do about it. At all. Nothing. Mm-mm. Not at Unless all. you just want some cheap gas and you go to White Castle. You know you that's shut it. Up. Shut up. All right. Well, that is front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, phone lines are wide open. Tell us how your weekend was. Was it good? Was it bad? Uh, are you stressed out about these gas prices? Let us know. 800-585-1051. Call us up right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm Dallin, I'm Dallin. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm Dallin, I'm on. 
all of you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What's up? It's Jonathan from Las Vegas. How you doing, guys? Jonathan, Jonathan from Vegas. Vegas. Hey, it's what only up, 3 o'clock in the morning out there. What you doing? Getting in trouble? 3.13. What up? I work overnight, bro. I start at 1 a.m. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. What's happening? So, no, man, I'm just sort of frustrated that everybody keeps yelling about these gas prices going up, like if they don't have to drive anywhere for normal things, you know? I mean, listen, like I just said, there's nothing we can do about it. I mean, we can... Exactly. I mean... We can complain, though. Yeah, back. we can complain. Yeah, we can complain, but what is that going to do at the end of the day? You're still not going to go to work or, like, go do what you got to do normally? No, but the complaint, it makes us feel better. Yeah, and <laughs> sometimes better, but people don't have a choice. I, I, I get it. I get it, bro. I, I guess we all need some tampons nowadays. Wow. Why we got? Why we gotta have tampons to complain? Damn. You ain't never been damn. somewhere and it was expensive as hell, and you was like, "Damn!" Oh hell yeah, on the strip all the time, and I will walk away at that point. But I don't have to go to the strip, but I gotta go to work. And guess what? I agree. But as I'm pumping that gas and I see that tank say a hundred dollars, I'm gonna say, "God damn, man!" The hell? Am I gonna see? Am I gonna see your head get red, Charlemagne? Are you gonna see my head game? What? Get red. red. No, you probably won't see his head get red. But nah, still, I, I, still I don't get. I don't get red. I thought you had to put some. There like, are people what? out there that have to make a decision, though, to see if they're going to put more gas in their car or if they're going to be able to, to feed their kids. So there are people that are living check to check and don't have it and have to make that decision. Yeah, bro. Well, I understand that. I understand that part. Yeah, that's all. Like, listen, we're we, we entitled to complain. Yes, you're right. There's nothing we can do about it. We got to pay it. But I shall complain in the process. Without a tampon. Hello, who's this? This is Misty. How you guys doing this morning? DJ MB, Charlamagne, the God. Good morning, hey, Misty. Misty. What's happening? You know what's happening. You know the one thing I want to get off my chest is for DJ Envy. Yes, ma'am. Um, sir, you need to keep those car shows going because what I've seen between men and their sons was remarkable. I went to the one in Atlanta. Actually, I was a vendor at the one in Atlanta. I gave you one of my lamps for your daughters, but you got to keep those car shows going. What I saw was just simply amazing, and I just don't see enough father and bonding time, and I think it's awesome. So that's the only thing I want to get off my chest. Y'all keep doing what y'all do, keeping a smile on my face, and that's it. Are you coming to the one uh, in Houston Father's Day? Yes, I will be in Houston on Father's Day. I will be a vendor there, too. Yes, sir, DJ. Oh, well, thank you so much. And shout out to everybody that comes out to those car shows. Like she said, the reason that we created it was Family Day, where you can go and have some good family fun, spend time with your wife, with your kids, and just have fun with the rides and the cars and the celebrity yeah, cars and the education and NASCAR, monster trucks and all that. We just created that so kids and everybody can have a good time in a safe environment. And the next one is Houston Father's Day weekend. It's Texas versus New York. We're going to have a lot of fun. If you haven't got your tickets, definitely hit up the link in my bio and get your tickets. We always have just an amazing time. There's great food. There's DJing. There's music. It's just, just a big family carnival. It's like a big family uh, reunion. All right. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's good? Good morning, good morning. Peace, King. Who this? this Jay, man. What up, Jay? Jay Charlemagne. What up, Envy? What's up, man? What up, what up? Get it off your chest. our brothers. But so on my chest is that people always complain all the time. We're not grateful enough, man, um, what life is. I just want to say to anybody that's incarcerated, this place in, in, in the world, uh, we just need to be thankful, man, because waking up in the morning is a, it's a beautiful sign from God giving us another opportunity to 
get our life together. So we got to tighten up, stop complaining, just be more focused on the, on, on the small things to better our lives. Um, that's what I wanted to get off my chest. Also, I just wanted to say um, to DJ Envy, man, your voice is wild annoying, man. Your voice is wild annoying. I agree. You got to just tighten up. You got to tighten up. I you agree, said, King. You, you that, just said don't complain, and now you're complaining about my voice. I agree, King. Nah, I'm <laughs> complaining, but you got to tighten up. You guys are complaining. Thank you for calling, sir. This guy is crazy. My white Dominican like my brother. He tells me, he says don't complain, and he starts complaining, but okay. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, Evie. Good morning, Charlemagne. Good morning, Angela. It's Rick. Rick, what up, King? Rick, what up? Get it off your chest. I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I had a good weekend. I flew out to Atlanta this weekend. I hung out with my best friend of 23 years. She had a 40th birthday party. I had a good time. Dope. Uh, I came back on Saturday. Yeah, I had a good weekend. But Charlamagne, I really called about what you said earlier um, about Brady being okay to go back to work, but then capping it, you wouldn't, you didn't understand why he wanted to go play back in the NFL. What I mean, do you I mean? Well, you can't, come on, Rick. Now, Cap didn't stop on his own own terms. Like he, like he, he, he got blackballed. Like. You are one of those people that if people put you in a box, you want to get out of it. Would you think Cap want to be competing at the same high level that he was before? He knows. Of course, but I tell I tell I tell you the difference. He 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 depicted the league as a plantation and players as slaves. But it is though. If you just said it's good for white Jesus uh, 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 ready to go back, but it's not good for Cap to go back, then clearly something's wrong there. Listen, I don't care if Cap wants to play or not. I'm just saying that when he's telling people, you know, to protest the league until they give you know, hit him a job, but then he's saying, you know, the league is a plantation and players as slaves. I just don't understand the logic of wanting to play. And he's upset at Jay. And he's upset. And he was upset at Jay Z and Rock Nation for working with the NFL, but yet he still wants to work for the NFL. I just don't understand the logic. But I'm not I, mad if he I, wants I, to play. I, I think Cap wants to play. He always wanted to play, but there's nowhere else that he could play at a high level like that. So what is his option? He never stopped playing because of his own uh, uh, doing. They blackballed him, and he, 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 he didn't want to play. I mean, imagine one to play at a high level, and there's nowhere else to go. I'm with. I, hey, listen, I'm with you 100. It's just, it's just weird when you say things like the league is racist, yada yada yada, but you still want to be a part of it. Somebody got to make a stand, like, right? That that's like us saying America is racist, but we still live in America. We have to love America. I mean, it, it says a lot about the league when when Brady is okay and he's fine to come back, and then Kaepernick who did nothing at all. But to stand up for what he believes in. I don't think that's a good correlation, King. I get what you're saying, yeah. but I, I don't think that's the correlation to make. I, I, and I'm pulling Tom Brady in by mistake because, you know, by default, because you brought him up. But it does establish the as a plantation or something's going on where he was a competent player and he was playing at a high level and all of a sudden he can't get a game because of something he said. Seems like he just, been, he, you know, as we know, he's been blackballed and I don't blame him one to play to prove his point. I'm just, I, just like, I, just, I just like to go where I'm celebrated, not where I'm tolerated. You know what I'm saying? Once somebody shows me that they're not, they not interested in me and they don't, you know, want no part to me, I'm not going to beg to be a part of them either. You know what I mean? That's just my, me. All right. Thank you, Rick. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way. We'll tell you which rapper performed in his hometown in front of 72,000 people. We'll break it down when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Yee's back. Yee's here. What up, Yee? What's up? I'm, I made it. <laughs> you made it. All right. Well, let's talk Bun B. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. 
Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, as you know, it's the rodeo in Houston, and Bun B posted his performance. 73,270 tickets sold, not just to the rodeo, but to his concert. Ooh. He said you can buy a ticket to go to the carnival side, but it doesn't get you into the concert. Two separate things. This is definitely history. Here is what Bun B had to say. Some artists, myself included, were almost brought to tears by this opportunity. You know what I do For many years as an entertainer, I had very high aspirations. But the rodeo was never on the list. I just didn't think it was a place that that would be accepting of me. And 30 years later, boy, was I wrong. You know, not only am I welcome at the rodeo, I'm welcome to perform at the rodeo. Dropping the clues bombs for yeah. Bun B, man. Bun B is a legend. Okay, yes, he is. UGK for life, long live Pimp C. And what I loved most about that moment is he really put on for Houston. It seemed like everybody who is somebody in Houston was there with Bun B. He even had a dressing room. Yeah, Pimp C. Pimp C. Yeah, I seen that, you know man. What I mean? Latoya Luckett, Slim Thug, Paul Wall, uh, Zero, just just to name a few. Willie I mean, D, Jay Willie Prince, Lil Flip. Prince. Oh, man, so many people. Chameleonaire. I mean, he brought Houston out, and 72,000 is amazing. You don't see that. So congratulations to Bun B. Class act brother Bernard Freeman is, man. Blessings to him and uh, his whole family, Queen, his wife, everybody. Absolutely. All right, and um, Will Smith, he did a nice sit-down conversation with Gil King on CBS Sunday morning, and he talked about a lot of different things. Um, he discusses his he discussed his own issues, and he talked about suicide. At nine, Smith saw his father beat his mother. And I didn't do anything. I expected to be a superhero. At one point, when his parents separated, Smith says he thought about taking his own life. And it was the only time in my life that I consider uh, suicide. And it just was, it was my fault. I, you know, I don't know how kids do that in their mind, but you know, it was, it was somehow my fault that my family was falling apart. As a child, Smith coped by being a class clown. Hmm. All right, in addition to that, he talked about forgiving his father. In those last moments with my father, when I was able to forgive my father, I had a shocking realization that I was able to forgive myself. My father dying started a new phase of my life. Yeah, if you've read his book, uh, that, that, that through line from when, you know, his father beat his mom to all the range of emotions that he felt to forgiveness is wild. Even to the point where he thought about killing his pops at one time. You should, you should really read his book if you have it. All right. In addition to that, he discussed, despite what people might chatter about, there has been no infidelity in his marriage. You both have talked very candidly. It's a very famous story, infidelity in the marriage and how you navigated that, that yeah, time. Never, there's never been infidelity in our marriage. Never been infidelity in America? Never. Jada and I talk about everything, and we have never surprised one another with anything ever. I am a Pinkett Smith Winfrey Knowles Carter. I don't discuss my family. All right. Well, he just said, he just said, Shut infidelity up. would mean Turn cheating, but nobody Knowles would know, Fred. right? So okay. he's just saying that there wasn't a situation where nobody knew. I don't That's know what, he what he's saying. No habla English. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I am thinking Smith Winfrey knows card. I don't discuss my family. I don't know what he's saying. Oh I, don't know I what guess infidelity is when the other person doesn't know, but when you have uh, an agreement or a discussion <laughs> about things and say, this is what we're doing, then that's not infidelity. Bun B actually right. sold 73,270 tickets, by the way.
That's humongous. Yes. He deserves it. That's huge for him. Mm-hmm. And Coming for Houston. And for hip hop. I see. How, I see what you just did, Charlamagne. I see what you just did. I'm but glad that, you saw it. I, hey, didn't, I didn't. I didn't hide. I didn't hide seeing it or showing it. <laughs> All right. Well, that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss E. We got front page news next. We sure do. All right. We'll be talking about the gas prices. The gas prices rising. There's prizes for gas. We need some gas, gas prices. That's we what we need, need to be giving prices. away on this damn radio. Some gas, gas prices. prices. I would rising. love to give away some gas prizes on this radio. Do we have any? Do we have some gas cards? We no. Can give we don't away? have no gas prices. Okay. But we talk about the gas prices and also Tom Brady's back. We'll get to it next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here, and the General Insurance has been saving people money for nearly 60 years. So if you want quality insurance for less, take a closer look at the General. Call 800-GENERAL or visit thegeneral.com. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc., an insurance agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Happy Monday. Well, as happy as happy it's going Monday. to Happy Monday. I had a rough night. Yeah, you just got off a plane, right? Yeah, my flight was delayed like four hours coming back from Austin. I was in the airport all night. My goodness. But I'm here. Let's get (laughs) in some front page news. Now, Tom Brady announces he will return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next season. Uh, Recently, he retired, uh, and that happened for only two months. He left a statement on his Twitter. He says, uh, Gas prices are high. I realize my uh, place is still on the field and not in the stands. That time will come. But it's not now. I love my teammates and I love uh, my supportive family. They make it all possible. I'm coming back for my 23rd season in Tampa. Unfinished business. Does it make sense to say Tom Brady is back, though? Does his retirement really count? I mean, he retired in the offseason for two months. I don't think that counts as a real retirement. Did he even fill out retirement? retirement? Did he even fill out retirement papers? There was no retirement ceremony for Tom Brady. Now, the real loss in this is the person, an unidentified person who spent $518,000 for the ball. Uh, that was his actual last touchdown, his final career touchdown pass. And now they said that's going to be worth nothing unless still Tom Brady something. doesn't throw at least one touchdown. No, it's still going to be worth something. I don't know, man. If he comes back this year and he has a stellar season, it's no, it's not going to be worth nothing. I a mean, little it, something. They said I it essentially it. carries no value. Yeah, because the value is this was the last pass that Tom Brady ever threw, the last touchdown pass he ever threw. Like, yeah, it has no value. <laughs> But it is before he retired. It is the last pass before he retired. No. No. But then he didn't really no. retire. Damn yeah. it, man. That guy's sick. I'm just glad Tom Brady took Kim K's advice and got off his ass and went <laughs> to work. Take your ass to work. Okay? All right. And a fourth dose of COVID vaccine will be needed, according to Pfizer CEO. I'm over. I'm over another one. <laughs> I don't need no more drinks. But the company is working on a shot to handle all variants at this point. They said many variants are coming. Omicron was the first one that was able to evade in a skillful way the immune protection that we're given. And they're saying protection after three doses is not that good against infections and doesn't last very long when faced with another variant. So they said it's necessary for a fourth dose right now. Now, I'm no expert at anything. Okay, I'm not the highest grade in the weed. I'm not the highest grade of weed in the dispensary. But this is what I would do if I was who would you say said that? Pfizer. Pfizer. What I would say is, hey, you're just going to need a shot annually mm-hmm. uh, every six months, just like the flu shot. You can't keep saying you, you need a fourth shot. You need a fifth shot. You need a sixth shot. You need a seventh shot. That's not going to work. That's going to scare people. Just tell people that they need a shot every six months or every year. I think people have been scared. I'm scared. I don't even know how many shots I got already. Like, got I, I have no idea. Are you sure? Yeah. You got two and then the booster. Yeah, but I, I, oh. bet, I bet you got way more flu shots. How many flu shots you had in your life? I've never had a flu shot. Envy gets them. 
I get flu shots. I've seen you get them. How many flu shots you? You watched him get a flu shot. I did actually. Why they did was you giving, watch they was him? Giving, they was giving them away up here one time. <laughs> Like, what's wrong with you, man? You got some I just saw it. I've seen it with my own eyes. I was walking. I was walking because for some reason you were so happy about it. Like you, you tapped your shoulder and you looked at me and you said, "This is what happens when you have been working at iHeart for a long time. You get that chip in you." I was like, "What? What are you what? talking about?" But yeah. I have got my flu shot. Yeah, because they actually did it in the um, in, in the, the Dunkin' Donuts lounge. I said, yes. "No, I, I was. Yeah, yeah. I, I happened to be walking by you." Shot. But my point is, how many have you gotten in your life? So random. Um, I just started getting them when I was doing the, the Breakfast Club. So I would say the last ten years because yeah, it was free. So you've been on free. you on your tenth shot. My, probably my tenth shot. That's yeah. my point. Just 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 say we got to get an annual COVID shot. That's it. Right. I guess the problem is also the variants, and they're saying like certain shots are designed for certain variants, and then it changes, and then it's not as effective. What is the same thing with the flu? The flu the flu mm-hmm. mutates every year. It's new versions and variants of the flu every single year. That's why you got to get a flu shot every year. Yeah, so we'll see. But I, I saw Kyrie was watching the Nets play from the stands. He still can't that's play, stupid. but he can go to the games. Yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> that is so, so stupid. So weird. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, all right, all right. Let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. You got some uh, our music, our theme song? What we got? Oh, there we go. All right, there was a lot going on this weekend. There's a lot going on this weekend with Kanye West, Pete Davidson, oh, D.L. Hughley, and a host of others. What are your thoughts? 800-585-1051. I've seen a lot of people standing behind Kanye say, yes, Kanye's a father. He should be allowed to see where his kids go. Then I see a lot of people saying, you know what? We hate Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson shouldn't have posted that picture. Then I hear a lot of people saying, D.L. Hughley was wrong for talking about Kanye. But then the other side, people are saying, no, that's what Kanye gets. He goes at Pete. He killed Pete in a video. Well, Pete is firing back. What are your thoughts? 800-585-1051. Yeah, you asked a lot of questions here. That was just all too confusing. Well, let's open up the phone lines. It's the people versus Kanye West. The people versus Kanye West. (laughs) Call us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Kanye West. Uh, we're taking them to Breakfast Club Court. What are your thoughts? We just want to take your calls. There's a lot that went on this weekend, but before you take your calls, Yee, you want to break down a little bit of what happened this weekend? All right, well, over the weekend, Kim Kardashian did post her first Instagram photos with Pete Davidson, and it was the two of them, and he's laying on her lap on the floor in the hallway, and she posted, whose car are we going to take? And the couple, you know, started dating late last year, and Kanye clearly doesn't like that. He's been calling Pete Davidson skeet. Now, in addition to that, Kanye was upset that Kim Kardashian, he said, quote, antagonized him with TikTok videos of North. He said, I told you before about this TikTok stuff. Now my eight-year-old on here singing she fell in love with an emo girl. Leftists don't want fathers to have no say in our children's lives. Here's what else he had to say. Hey, everybody. I just got off the phone with Kim. I told her to stop antagonizing me with this TikTok thing. I said, it's never again. I am her father. I know y'all don't respect fathers and the idea of family and media tries to promote something. I said, I'm not allowing my daughter to be used by TikTok, to be used by Disney. I have a say-so. Most men do not, there's no such thing as 50-50 custody with, with, in society today. That's not, that's not even, it always leans towards the mom. He also said, my daughter will not be led by people who don't believe in God. I am in a very good place and a very God place inside the will of God. I am being still right now. This all feels like a setup. 
And, uh, you know, he goes on from there. He feels like as a person who has joint custody, he wants to know why he has no say in where his kids are. And he wants them to come to Sunday service. I mean, you guys, it's a lot. I don't even know where to start. But he did go at D.L. Hughley, and D.L. Hughley responded. They had quite a uh, back and forth. He said, we're going to stop letting practicing drug addicts be used by leftists to really lynch our future. Black people with our own opinion are not allowed to speak in public. I am the glitch, D.L. God does not like you. You have no favor. Your family hates you. I would hate to be related to somebody who used to be famous. Now you're just known as a broke pawn. At least Oprah got billions, allegedly. He then posted a picture of D.L. Hughley and said that he did not know that D.L. lives in uh, Calabasas. And then he said, yo, God is good. In addition to that, he posted a conversation that he had with Pete Davidson. Jesus Christ, this is a lot. It's a lot. Pete post. Uh, Pete uh, texted him and said, yo, it's Skeet. Can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. and it don't got to be like this. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing. And you are so effing lucky that she's your kid's mom. I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore. And I'm done being quiet. Grow the F up. Then Kanye said, oh, you're using profanity. Where are you right now? And he said, in bed with your wife. So those are some of the things that uh, transpired. Now, he did go on. Pete Davidson did go on to tell Kanye, uh, what you are doing to your family is dangerous and going to scar them for life. Please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. And he told him this is not public. He doesn't want to come to Sunday service. He said, I wish you'd man up for once in your life. Let me help you. I struggle with mental stuff, too. It's not an easy journey. You don't have to feel this way anymore. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. Very emotionally intelligent uh, response from Pete Davidson. What's the case here, though? What's the case? What are we doing? Honestly, we just open up the phone lines, get people's opinions of what they think. I saw a lot of people saying that they feel like Kanye is upset about his daughter being on TikTok, and he's expressed this before, and he should have that right as a parent. And then some people thought that Pete was being very petty. And then I saw a lot of people saying that Kanye is bullying people publicly and people should not support that. Can I say that Kanye West has more negative influence on people than TikTok ever will? Does he think depicting the murder of his ex-wife, I mean his his ex-wife's boyfriend in a music video, decapitating him and burying him is positive? Is he okay with kids seeing those images? He's okay with his kids seeing him make threats to people online saying things to D.L. Hughley, like, I can afford to have you hurt, doxing people, putting their addresses out there. Is that positive? Does he want his kids seeing that? Does that sound like positive things to put out there, people? Of course not. No, okay. not at all. But I will say this. I was, you know, I don't know Pete. You know, Pete's been on the show once or twice. I, I don't know him, but A few I would times. say the way, the way Pete handled it was, was really good because Pete has been quiet. He's been minding his business and, and Kanye has been throwing shots like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, calling him different names and, and, and threatening him and, and even, in the, you know, creating videos where he kills Pete. Because if it would have been anybody else, I think anybody else would have been petty. Yeah, and listen, man, you know, Pete is my friend. I might have been petty. Pete is my friend, so, you know, people will always say I'm, I'm biased, but it kills me that, you know, uh, Kanye, Kanye's playing victim here. Like, you depicted that man being killed, decapitated, and buried in a music video. However Pete chooses to respond to you is justified. And Kanye's playing a dangerous game telling folks I can afford to have you hurt and putting folks' addresses out there. Same way you don't want people playing about your family, folks not going to play about their family either. I agree. All right, well... When we come back, let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. It's a lot of information, but hey, let's let's get your opinion when we Could come back. Couldn't even give it all to you. It's too much. Yeah, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. 
So if you just join us, we're in Breakfast Club Court. All right, we're taking your phone calls, 800-585-1051, and we're talking about Kanye West. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Alexis. I'm so happy. This is my second time getting through this week. What's happening, Alexis? Couldn't afford a car, so he named his daughter Alexis. (laughs) I mean, since we're talking about Kanye, it was only right, right? Oh, my goodness. So what's up, Alexis? What's your thoughts? I honestly feel like Kanye deserved that because, like, he's been pushing and bullying that man. And I love Kanye. I do. But it seems like he's going through a lot mentally. But, like, he can't keep coming for somebody like that and expect them not to respond. And he didn't even say nothing crazy. Like, he didn't. Funny. He, just, he, just, he just told the truth. I mean, only, right. the, only, the only thing he did wrong was he said his wife. That's not his wife anymore. It's his ex-wife. Right. And he's going to be hurt if... Just imagine if if there's a video of Pete playing with one of Kanye's kids out on the front lawn, or or they go to Disney World and and, and Pete's involved. He better put, he better chill out, man. First of all, I would hope what? that don't happen. <laughs> like, 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 why? Why would you want that to happen? I don't want Pete to antagonize him. No, I'm not saying that he will. But Pete is is part of that family now. He is dating the ex. It's just a matter of time before he's introduced to the kids. It's just a matter of time before Thanksgiving dinners there and Christmas dinners there and Mother's Day dinners there and everybody's there. Yo, yo, don't bring up turkey. We don't need to be talking about stuffing nothing at a time like this. Oh You're gonna goodness. drive Kanye crazy. Shut up, man. Let's call her. Hello, who's this? Yes, this is Jasmine from Alberta. Jasmine, good morning. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are that Kanye should get a message across in order to prove that he wants to be there for his kids, for his kids and the things that's going on behind the scenes. But I think that he's going about it the wrong way. Now, we have to understand he's been harassing Pete for months now. So now that Pete is saying something, everyone is kind of excited and you know, saying that Kanye deserves it. But honestly, I think that in the long run, the kids are going to see this and it's going to damage them more. I feel like Kim needs to speak up and needs to just support Kanye when it comes to the kids more. Um, as a mom, I know it's very important for dads to be in their lives. And if he feels that he doesn't want more on TikTok, I think that as a father, he should be granted that, that wish. Simple. Word. See, he, right, well, Kanye needs to be surrounded by people like the folks that are calling in here right now. Not a bunch of yes men and yes women, people that are gonna actually tell him the truth about his situation. And maybe you it is said, right, maybe it is people around him telling the truth and he's just choosing not to listen, who knows? I said that months ago. But and why did he throw a shot at you? He always throws a shot at me. What do you do? <laughs> I don't know, man. He always throws a shot at me. He's I do, friends with Pete. I'm, I mean, yeah, Pete's my man, but you know, me, me, me and Kanye have had a conversation behind the scenes over the last few months. And that conversation didn't go well, but you know. Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. Hello, who's this? Uh, this is DC. How you doing? DC, what's up, brother? What, what's your thoughts? Nothing much, man. I just really wanted to say, man, I feel like uh, Kim is honestly going a little bit ham on Kanye. It just really shows that Kanye is really trying to be in his kid's life. And I think it's kind of foul how she treated him. Okay. All right, thank you. All right, we'll take some more of your calls. 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Kanye West. Now, Yee, behind the scenes, you, you asked something. You were saying, uh, what about TikTok, right? Yeah, what do you think about, um, you know, his kids and Northwest being on TikTok and him not wanting that? And having expressed that, and she's still on there. I, I mean, I agree with him there because I don't want my kids on social media. You know what I'm saying? My daughter is 13 and I don't want her on social media. My other daughter is six and three. I don't want them on 
social media, so I understand that. But if you're if you're if your reasoning is because of the negative images they see on TikTok, then why are you creating negative images for them to see? You think that video of of Kanye uh, murdering Pete? And decapitating him and burying him wasn't all over TikTok? Yeah, no, I agree. But it's also a marriage, right? They had a marriage. They had a bunch of different kids. And in a marriage and a family, you have to decide. There's things that my wife likes or that she wants for our kids. And I might feel a different way, but we have to meet in the middle. And that's what a, a, a good functioning family is about, right? But the, if, if there is no middle because you're shooting at me, you're shooting at my boyfriend, you're doing wild-ish on Instagram and social media, why would I even come to the table to listen to you? Because yeah. what you're saying is it's not good for our family the things that you put in the media is not good for our family because everything that you're doing you know she's she, the kids still gotta go to school now and then be like yo your dad was wilding out this weekend i heard your dad didn't you know what i mean and those are the things that she's trying to protect her kids from i'm sure in addition to that what about her posting a picture with herself and pete i i'm sure she knew that would trigger something no, that's the relationship is over. I get it. I'm just playing. The, I'm just playing the other side to see no, if there's no. He's she's he's he's been walking around with every chick out there, <laughs> yeah. Julia Fox and the other lady Cheney. He's been out there with girls, taking posts and pictures and all that. Okay, so MB. Okay, MB. Go ahead, you, you real know everybody's housewife. name. I love Feel it. That <laughs> tea. And I'm just saying. Okay, it is piping hot. Anybody say how does Kim feel when he was walking around with Julia Fox? No. Did anybody say how did Kim feel when he was walking around with a Kim clone? No. Wow. I think he's with the, with the girl that they say look like Kim now. What's her name? Chaney Jones, right, Emmy? Chaney something, I don't know. But, yeah, but you don't can't act get mad like at you Kim. don't know her <laughs> you last just said name. Her name. You I are keeping Chaney. up with the Joneses, name. girl. Don't <laughs> act like you not keeping up with the Joneses. Okay? Okay. How you doing? Envy Williams. Wow. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yeah, that's Lee from our kitchen. What up, Lee? What's up, bro? What's your what thoughts, up, man? Yo, honestly, I would say I, I, I thought he was 50, percent but I think Ye is really just a whole ho. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why you think and why you think Kanye is 100 percent ho. Tell us, please. <laughs> he, he all the way. So let's look at it. He, he's out here killing this kid in the videos, saying he got Herbie talking all the way greasy. He got spicy on cut uh, Kim. Said that she tried to like get him assassinated. Now all of a sudden he claps back once with a text, and all of a sudden he's the victim. He's the godly one. He yep. didn't do nothing wrong through all through the course of all of this. That's all hoish. She's trading them boots for some real nice lebowtons with a big heel on them. Yes, where is the accountability? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, but but he's absolutely right. Like he's he says that he's so godly and he's this and I'm praying and this that and the other. It gets to the point you 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 put out trying to get that my address of my house where my kids are. Yeah. But you godly? But you told me you got money and this that and the other. You could get me touched. I can afford you to godly? get you hurt. But you godly? Nah, B. Mm -mm. Nope. Let's go to another caller. Hello, who's this? Hey, it's Trayvon from Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Trayvon, what's up? What's your thoughts, brother? Well, you know, I think Pete Davidson handled it the best way possible. I mean, in any other case, it'd have been, they've been throwing profanity at each other and what's not. So I'm proud of Pete for doing that. I think Ye as a grown man needs to think about his decisions, his family, and just step back and reassess the situation privately. All right. All right, well, what's the moral of the story, guys? I don't know if there is a moral of the story, but I know we will continue this conversation uh, in Donkey of the Day, four after the hour. Man, I hate having to keep on discussing this, too. I'm not going to lie. I came in. I was like, are we going to have to talk about this again today? It's you like every day. Even I'm sick of it. 
All right. Well, we got rumors on the way, E. Yes, and let's talk about this reality star slash producer who was doing an interview and receiving oral sex at the same damn time. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's about time. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Rumor Report. Rumor Report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, during an interview, Stevie J was in the middle of the interview. He was in bed and he had his shirt off. That's what you could see. And Leah A. Henry, shout out to Leah. She was interviewing him for her show, Leah's Lemonade. And here's how it went. I'm, I'm with my best friend. I'm right back now? with my... Yeah, I'm at the Star Island right now. It, yeah, it's going down. How's this right here? Yep. Stevie. See this body right here? Hold on, wait. It's a hair right there. Hold on. <laughs> So they're saying that he was purportedly getting oral sex during this FaceTime interview. Why? I couldn't why, tell what? you why he would do that right then mm. at all. And so people are upset at her for not stopping the interview. Why would she do that? Right. <laughs> That's great content. <laughs> Leah know what she's doing. It's for dropping the clues bombs for Leah. And I'm also <laughs> sure that Leah was caught off guard. Like, what is going on? You're like, wait, I'm not sure what's like what's By the way, if you if that was a news reporter or anybody, they would have been the press would have been in the background doing this. Keep the cameras rolling. Don't now she tweeted out all these journalism majors sarcasm telling me how to conduct interviews. I went to one of the top journalism schools in the country. I know how to conduct a professional interview. I'll address this DBJ interview on my podcast because some of y'all make me sick. Yeah, I thought she handled it well from what I saw. She was just, yeah, and some people are saying it was low-key sexual harassment on his end. A lot of people were angry at him for doing that during sexual an interview. Sexual harassment? harassment? What? It was awkward. Inappro- yeah, sexually inappropriate. It was inappropriate. It was inappropriate. Definitely inappropriate. All right. Well, uh, his TV One Uncensored aired yesterday. If you guys want to check that out, Stevie J. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, Jesse Smollett's brother is saying that Jesse is in a jail psych ward. And he says it is an outrage. Here is what JoJo Smollett had to say. In a psych ward um, at Cook County Jail. What's very concerning is that there was a note attached to his paperwork today and put on the front of his um, jail cell saying that he's at risk of self-harm. I want to just make it clear to folks that he is in no way, shape, or form at risk of self-harm. Um, and he wants to let folks know that, that he is and he is very stable, he is very strong, he is very healthy and ready to take on the challenge that ultimately has been put up against him. Once again, Jesse Smollett was found guilty on five counts of felony disorderly conduct after an eight-day trial from the staged 2019 assault against him. Now, Taraji P. Henson also weighed in, and she posted, I am not here to debate you on this innocence, but we can't agree that the punishment does not fit the crime. Emmett Till was brutally beat and ultimately murdered because of a lie, and none of the people involved with his demise spent one day in jail, even after Carol Bryant admitted that her claims were false. No one was hurt or killed during Jesse's ordeal. He has already lost everything, everything. To me, as an artist not able to create that in itself is punishment enough. He can't get a job. No one in Hollywood will hire him. And again, as an artist who loves to create, that is prison. My prayer is that he is freed and put on house arrest and probation because in this case, that would seem fair. I wonder what the precedent for cases like this this are. Has there ever been a case like this? Like, is there another case that we can look to 
in the past to see what, I'm sure what kind of time that person got all day i'm sure people die all the time but you don't really hear jail time you just hear a fine or you hear restitution or maybe probation but you don't really hear jail time unless somebody gets injured or hurt i don't know that's why i say i would like to see what the precedent is all right now 50 cent of course posted and he said if i ever go to court again i don't care if it's for a parking ticket i'm gonna say this i am not suicidal i'm innocent i could have said i was guilty a long time ago as i walk out and so uh he posted a video from that all right. Well, that is your rumor report. I'm Angela Yee. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? You know, I really need Ye to come to the front of the congregation. We would like to have a word with Kanye West this morning. This is, this, yes, we, we would like to have a word with Kanye West. Sending him healing energy, but we'd like to have a word with him. Okay. All right. We'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Have you ever wanted to own a piece of Breakfast Club history? Then this is your chance. Breakfast Club NFTs are almost here, exclusively with one of the green platform. If you've been curious about NFTs, this is the perfect way to start your collection. So don't wait. Hit up oneof.com today for more info. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. That's pretty fun. Charlemagne the devil? Possibly. <laughs> Breakfast Club. This is all coming from a place of love. Donkey of the day for Monday, March 14th goes to Kanye West. Yay. Now we have to be specific about things nowadays because people try to conflate situations in order to defend and justify BS. That's what happens a lot in the case of Kanye West. Okay, nobody is better at conflating BS with real issues to make himself look like the victim than Kanye West. So let me say this. This situation has nothing to do with Kanye West and whatever issues he's having in regards to his children. Okay? It's not about that at all. That has nothing to do with why he's getting donkey today. This has to do with the blatant hypocrisy this man continues to do and folks just allow it. Okay, look, we are all walking contradictions and we contradict ourselves often. All right? And someone should always call us out on our contradictions. And that's where I come in today. All right. By the way, contradictions are what make human behavior so maddening and yet so fascinating all at the same time. Okay, listen, I'm not even going to spend a lot of time on this. I just have uh, a few points. Okay. And one I heard yesterday, I actually agree with. Kanye doesn't want his kids on TikTok. I understand that totally. I don't want my kids on social media either. Listen to what he had to say. Hey, everybody. I just got off the phone with Kim. I told her to stop antagonizing me with this TikTok thing. I said, it's never again. I am her father. I know y'all don't respect fathers and the idea of family and media tries to promote something. I said, I'm not allowing my daughter to be used by TikTok, to be used by Disney. I have a say-so. And then when people say, oh, they're gonna use this for you in court, I don't even, I didn't have a say-so on whether nothing went to Sierra Canyon. Most men do not, there's no such thing as 50-50 custody. It always leans towards the mom. Like I said, this has nothing to do with the kids. This has to do with Kanye West, all right? Kanye West, this is Charlemagne talking, Brother Lenard. You have more negative influence on people than TikTok ever will. Does Kanye West think depicting the murder of his ex-wife's boyfriend in a music video, decapitating him and burying him is a positive image? <laughs> Is he okay with his kids or any kids seeing those images? You think that video of you pretending to murder Pete wasn't all over TikTok? It's very hypocritical, okay? Speaking of positive images, what happened to Jesus, Kanye? 
What happened to your love of Christ? What about any of what you're doing is Christian? I don't care how many times you pray online. I don't care how many times you mention God. You make all that null and void when you're killing someone in a music video and when you are making threats to people online saying that you can afford to get them hurt. You have to be the change you want to see in the world, Kanye. You can't say you don't want your kids to see negative images on TikTok, but then be okay with your kids and other kids seeing negative images that you create. And being okay with your kids and other kids seeing you make threats to people online. You told people where D.L. Hughley lives on Instagram? Why? What if somebody did that to you and your family? You know a man's job is to protect and provide. That's what you are attempting to do now. So why would you put a man's family in danger like that by putting their address out there? Is that positive? Do you want your kids seeing that? Is that godly? Once again, Kanye, you playing a dangerous game. Telling folks I can afford to have you hurt and putting folks' addresses out there. Same way you want people, same way you don't want people playing about your family, folks not gonna play about their family. Then it kills me that he's online playing victim. You mad because after weeks of you slandering Pete Davidson on social, never mind the phone calls you make to Pete behind the scenes. Let's just keep it about what people, you know, see. After weeks of slandering that man on social media, after you depicted that man being killed, decapitated, and buried in a music video, not caring. How that would trigger his family and people who love him. After weeks of doing that, Pete finally decided to clap back at you and, and, and gave you some very emotionally intelligent, mature advice. He told you to go get some help, okay? If you need help, go get it, King. I personally don't think you're crazy. I think you know exactly what you're doing and why you're doing it, and it's rooted in jealousy and envy. You just mad that Pete Davidson is with Kim Kardashian, yet you throw rocks, and then when Pete throws one back, all of a sudden you the victim. L listen to what he had to say about that. Boyfriend texts me, antagonizing me, bragging about being in bed with my wife. I thought I thought it publicly for a year and a half. It's been I've been dragged and how she's not my wife. She don't have a last name, and now he texting me, talking and bragging about how he's in bed with my wife, and I'm like, well, who's watching my children? If he's texting me bragging about being in bed with my wife. The nanny. And by the way, that's not antagonizing. However Pete chooses to respond to you is justified. You depicted him getting murdered <laughs> in a music video. And he's done nothing to you. Your ex-wife chose him. That's not his fault. Okay, could all you young rappers who, who Kanye likes to be around, please tell that man, this ain't Pete. Okay, it ain't G either. It's no letter. It's just lame. You got a 27-year-old man, Pete Davidson, out here moving more maturely and with more emotional intelligence than you, a 44-year-old billionaire. Now, my final point is actually the biggest one to me, okay? It's how Kanye keeps calling folks pawns for the Democratic Party. That's what he called Dale Hughley, a broke pawn, okay? The reality, yes, we all have been used by politicians. They use our platforms. They use our voices. They tell us what we want to hear. And then when they get in office, they don't do none of what they told us they were going to do on the campaign trail. It's our job to hold them accountable. Same way I'm holding you accountable this morning. Okay. He called D.L. Hughley a broke pawn. He was upset that, uh, you know, Pete Davidson has a Hillary Clinton tattoo. Look, you know. We all saw Kanye West in the White House calling Donald Trump his daddy with the MAGA hat on. We saw him about to give Trump a lap dance. No need to rehash that. But when Kanye calls people pawns and says they are in bed with the political elite, that's projection. Because the fact is, when Kanye West ran for president, his 
independent campaign, and I'm putting independent in air quotes, was secretly run by GOP elites. These are facts. It's documented. It's actually a great story that came out about it last year. Uh, you can actually, I think I read it on the Daily Beast last December. His campaign was being investigated for potentially violating federal election laws because they didn't report paying these GOP advisors because they were trying to hide the association between known GOP operatives and the Kanye West presidential campaign. Kanye, you talk about people being pawns for the Democratic Party in the figurative sense, but you literally <laughs> were used by the GOP as a pawn to take away votes from the Democratic Party. The whole point of his campaign was to help Trump get reelected. That's why he had all those GOP operatives running his campaign. Google it. Look it up. What he's accusing other people of doing on behalf of Democrats, he actually did for Trump's Republicans. So you can't call DL a broke, huh? a broke pawn. You can't get mad at Pete for having a Hillary tattoo. Talk to the people about why you had GOP operatives, some with ties to Trump, running your presidential campaign if you were supposed to be independent. I'm gonna end it with this. Uh, I hope you work out whatever situation you need to work out with your kids, but stop bleeding on people who didn't cut you. Don't get mad at DL for what he said about you and your behavior towards Kim. That's called an OG holding you accountable. Okay, accountability. Instead of getting mad at DL, you should listen to him and listen to everybody else telling you how foolish you are moving. You are a billionaire with a lot to lose. Yeezy Gap, you got a lot of great things going on. Stop letting your ego get the best of you before you lose it all. Please let Remy Ma give Kanye West the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. you dumb. And also, Final point. Speaking of big what? egos, okay? You play. You got, you got my egos. Speaking of big egos, Kanye West. Remember when you called me last November? Uh oh. And we were yelling and screaming at each other. You told me what you really mad about, King. <laughs> Tell him. Tell him. You told me what is really bothering you in this situation. This why it's it? hard to take you serious when I see you rant. Because I know what's really bothering you. You know I know. All right? You can fool people on social media. You can fool the general public. But you know I know. Let's just leave it at that for now. I have nothing else to say here for now. Unless, Kanye, you want me to say more. Personally, I'm going to just send you some healing energy. That's mm. That's all. Keywords. Okay. Big ego. Let the, keep, keep the instrumental going, right? I love that song. This is great. I love that song. Keyword hard. What I, else did I you ain't say nothing. I ain't say nothing about that. I ain't say that. You did okay? say you said it was hard. You did I say didn't it say that. Bit. Just shut up, okay? Let the instrumental play. Let Beyonce just sing, okay? It's a great, great record. All right? It's too big. It's too wide. <laughs> okay. Whoa. <laughs> I'm not messing with you. All I'm right. just trying to be a better human, but y'all won't no, let me. Not. Okay. No, you're not. Don't no. don't bring let's let me continue to grow and evolve no. on my own. All right. You came I go to, to therapy every week. Leave me alone. I okay? that's all I ask of people. Leave me alone. I'm trying to be a better human. You said this week you were too calm. I'm just trying to be a better human. I'm just trying to be a better human. Leave me alone. It's not working. Leave me alone. Sending Today Kanye, was a bad day. I'm sending Kanye West healing energy. A reset lot and try again tomorrow. A lot. I will. I will. Matter of fact, I'm going to go reset right now. I'm going to go do some Wusa right now. I'm going to go, go meditate right now. Or go do your Wusa. All right. Mm -hmm.
Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back, designer, bag designer, clothes designer, Telfar will be joining us. Queen's own. He's from Left Rack. How big is his Same bag? Same place as Nori. You got mm-hmm. the, he still got the 10-inch bag? Yeah. He has all different sizes. <laughs> okay, all right. But, you know, I got some Telfar bags myself, and they sell out as soon as he drops them online. So okay. a lot of people have been uh, loving these Telfar bags. He's a black designer. Let's mm-hmm. talk to him. Word. All right. Well, you could help Charlemagne out with his 10-inch bag Shut when up. he come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I'm not the one who needs The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got some special guests joining us this morning. We have Gito, Ian, and Telfar. Welcome. Hey. Uh, uh, I'm from Left Rack City. I'm from Brooklyn. They're from Brooklyn. Yeah. I currently live in Brooklyn. So. That's what I was talking about. We live in Brooklyn on this side here. Right. Okay, well, I live on in Brooklyn on this side here, too, but yeah. I'm from Left Rack City. Tiff, I'm from Queens. Tiff the stylist, who's, who's like my sister, she's been telling me about you for a long time. I was like, Envy, you know he's from Left Rack, right? What? I was like, no. He was like, no, he's from Rack. He's like in the middle of the hood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, 57th Avenue is real. So, <laughs> that's like where Noriega and, you know, his building is like kind of like around. So you knew Nori when he was shooting people? Uh, <laughs> did I? No, I, I, I knew him from the music, mostly. Oh, okay. You didn't know Poppy from Left Rack. I didn't know Poppy from Left Rack. Well, let's tell, well, tell yeah. us how this whole brand came about. And why I'm so excited that you guys are here. I mean, this is amazing to Ooh. me because, you know, I got my Telfar bag right here. Okay. <laughs> Well, I mean, I started this brand when I was 15. Like, I was making clothes for my friends in high school and, you know, selling jeans that I remade for $20 at my locker. I started this brand because the clothes that I wanted to make didn't exist. I feel know? like that's the Cliff Notes version of this yeah. story. What, what are the details? Well, the clothes that I wanted to, wanted to wear didn't, didn't exist. I don't understand why clothes were genderless or mm-hmm. gendered, you know? So it's like, I think, you know, like when I was younger, I wanted to wear like a Calvin Klein crop top, mm-hmm. baggy jeans. And, you know, so it's like those things I wasn't allowed to buy because they were in the women's section or this thing and that thing. So when I started making clothes, I was like... You know, I want to make clothes that are just for everybody. So from there, you know, I kept kind of creating things and just being more and more obsessed with like kind of things that didn't exist. At what point did it start to make money? Because what I love about your story is, like you said, you just have always made clothes, but it wasn't always lucrative for you. And so sometimes people (laughs) think it happened overnight. We saw the Bushwick Birkin and then all of a sudden you blew up. But there was a lot before that. Yeah, it wasn't all of a sudden. Like I said, I've been doing that since, you know the early 2000s it was between business school and making clothes and I decided to do both at the same time like I didn't want to go to fashion school because I kind of thought I knew everything already so I kind of you know like I would deconstruct clothes and you know sell them on the lower east side to like consignment shops and they started to sell you know Mm -hmm. people would buy them and that's how I paid my way through school where does one get the funding uh, I was a DJ you know downtown oh where what was your DJ name how far? <laughs> what was the first thing that you created that was actually lucrative for you, that actually sold, and you was like, okay, now I have a legit company? I mean, there are always things, you know, like I used to deconstruct Hanes t-shirts. You know how you would buy them three in a pack? Mm-hmm. And I would put all three of them together to kind of make this, like, kind of tent t-shirt, is what I called it. And there were different variations of the shirt, and I would sell it for, like, 100 bucks, and, you know, that's how I got through. You Who was know, the first so. celebrity to wear one of your pieces that you was like, oh, wow? Celebrity. Loosely celebrity? <laughs> <No>. Yeah, loosely <laughs> celebrity. <laughs> 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 
Lucy, I'm going to be offended, though. I'm going to be offended. But Lucy, I mean, like, you know, the first person, I would say, like, you know, very kind of early on, I would say Solange really supported. She still supports me. Is that who put Beyonce onto it? Um, I don't know, maybe. That's not the loosely celebrity you was talking about. No, 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 Because it's like, I feel like all my friends are celebrities. As a black designer, do you think that uh, it was difficult for you when you were first getting started? Because I see now a lot of people are celebrating mm-hmm. black designers, but I feel like it's such a hard road. We've heard people talk about the difficulties in the fashion <laughs> industry. I mean, like all the things that I think are celebrated now were not necessarily a thing that was a plus before, you know, it's like, it's just like I'm a unisex line, you know, so I didn't get a lot of coverage because I thought, you know, like, oh, I'm doing men's and women's and it's women, men's fashion week and women's fashion week and I'm showing doing women's fashion week so I wouldn't get the men's attention and, you know, and I, for a really long time, I just didn't get a review and then like 10 years, right? 10 years. Yeah. It took 10 years to really get like fashion attention, but they were there like the mm-hmm. people that were there at those shows, they just couldn't write about it. Cause you're and, black. Well, you said it, yeah. you know? So each season it was like just kind of over exceeding, over exceeding, over exceeding, but nobody was actually paying attention to it. And, you know, I think that the more I kept doing what I was doing, they had no choice but to kind of pay attention to what I was doing. Didn't you close out fashion week this year? Or was I closed it out this year. Is that, is that an honor? <laughs> so, I mean, it's, 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 whatever to me they slept on you i slept on them too you know it's like i'm really comfortable in what i've been doing it's like people that support me support me mm-hmm. and a lot of the new attention that comes is comes of confusion too right about what this brand is and what i'm supposed to be and you know the roadmap of what you're supposed to be as the you know whatever people esteem as like a black designer that like, oh i'm glad you, you know? i want to ask you this because i saw people upset they were talking about uh the price of one of the bags going up uh-huh. and they were saying this is supposed to be affordable oh, yeah yes the circle bag the circle bag the infamous circle bag i'm so happy that you're <laughs> well here. You, you know you know uh you have a bag you mm-hmm. know and it's a different bag from what this bag is yes that circle bag is amazing yeah it has more features the straps detachable you know so it's a different bag that's a different price can i buy that from you that one that one for sale yeah this one's for sale i want to buy that this one's for sale but i don't know if it's available it might be sold out they trying to buy that one i want to buy that one that one we got you we got you (laughs) (laughs) and you do have to get don't take gito's bag oh that's your oh my fault do you remember when the shift happened for telfar I, I mean, I think I'm constantly shifting because, like I said, I've been doing this since I was like 15. But mm-hmm. I think there was definitely a shift when the the world ended, uh, and a certain way of kind of operating stopped. You know, mm-hmm. like in 2019, we wanted to exit the fashion system by 2020. You know, just because there is so little that you can actually do that's new mm-hmm. within just being in the seasonal kind of like. It's just like it didn't fit the person that I am or the purpose that I'm hoping to achieve with my line. Mm. <laughs> you so, know, so, so what changed? The world or your your mindset? I or? think, you know, like we exited the fashion system, meaning we weren't doing seasonal shows anymore. Um, we took everything in-house, came back mm. to New York from Europe. You know, I, I was in Europe 
four times a year, mm-hmm. you know, kind of doing this whole sales thing, stop selling the stores and kind of focused on our customer selling things in-house making a hundred percent of what i make yes direct to consumer. <laughs> you, know I mean? you can do that that's um, great you built up that base and mm-hmm. then you're able to sell direct to consumer and yeah and like you know man. yeah and the supply chain kind of was in a weird place so we didn't have bags for a little bit and i was like kind of nervous like in the beginning of covid i was like i don't know if people have money to actually get this thing and you know where would they wear it mm-hmm. yeah. and we dropped bags in march they sold out in one minute, and that ha- kept happening every single week after that. I love I love that story about the shift because it feels like you disconnected from the matrix almost. You disconnected from the matrix. And <laughs> I the- feel like I won. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, it's like I wanted to, I wanted mm-hmm. to own myself. It's like no one in fashion owns their their own business. Okay. Mm-hmm. And everybody has to answer to someone or like you can't do this thing and you can't do that thing and it's like. It's like right now I work with my best friends, you know, and I'm way happier. I'm not traveling to a place that seems foreign for me and I have to like conduct myself according to their rules, you know, and it's like I'm literally living what I want each day. And and, and it's a, a, you know, slap in the face to anybody who feels like you have to be a part of a system to get to a certain point. Yeah, and I think that that's the confusion, too, with people that don't know what this brand is. Like, sometimes I'm like, they're like, damn, those investors are probably really pissed. It's like, the investor is me. <laughs> like, right. you know, with bag security and the bag security program, like, when we did that, that was, like, a huge shifting yeah. point. Because it's just, like, really, like, all the things that you do need in fashion, just, like, it's like, we don't really need or want an investor. That's really inspirational. You know what I mean? No one I can know, ever fire me, you know? I right. know people have been coming at you with crazy numbers. <laughs> no, they gotta be. They, they, they gotta be a price though, right? Like depending on who it is. Um, yeah, but I mean, most of that is like to my advantage. You yeah, know? absolutely. It's like, and if there's something that I don't want to do, I don't have to do it. Nobody's making me do it. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. I'm doing everything that I want to do. Well, That's we appreciate it. you all for joining us and thank you so much. Keep doing what y'all doing. And like I said, keep us abreast of what y'all doing. So, we can continue to talk about it, talk about releases. I think yeah. That'd be cool. We, we should get that do BSK3, mm-hmm. our yeah. bag security program three. Right here. The date, we should do that. No, you got to come go, in. You, you got to come in. Announce it. You yeah, come announce it. I, would, I, would, I would really, 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 Yeah, because I have to get my hands on the eggplant. I haven't had a chance. You got to get your hands on the eggplant. You know, I like that. Me too. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's go. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> I don't need the eggplant one, so I show them. You gotta see what it look like. Yeah, I think that color would be nice on y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I think it looks like it so. yeah. <laughs> It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Thank y'all. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So on Saturday, Little Dirk put out a tweet that had everybody weighing in. He said, my label gave me $40 million. Let's talk about it. Who's he signed to? Alamo, right? Mm-hmm. Sony? Yep, Alamo. Um, I wish artists would give more context when they put those kind of posts out. I guess, and I guess, that's, what interview, I guess that's what interviews and stuff are for because I just want to know, you know what that entails. And I'm sure that aspiring artists want to know too. Mm-hmm. Right. Which means how many albums? Yeah, like how many? What, what, yeah. What, what do yeah. you got to give up to get you know forty million dollars? Is it a label deal? You know how many albums does that entail? How much go, actually goes in your pocket? How much goes towards promotion and marketing? You know, I believe King Von was still is still signed to him, correct? Yeah, but Von is on Empire. If I'm not, is mistaken. he on Empire? Yeah. Okay. 
OTF Empire. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because people, um, you know, when people do publishing deals and do things like that, sometimes people look at it like, if I get this money up front to invest, it could make me a lot more money in the long run to have that liquid available. So mm-hmm. we don't know what the exact situation is, but... He's happy about it, so we're happy for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, now Drake is going back on the road, and he hasn't toured really to support Certified Lover Boy. He only did some select shows, but he was uh, saying that his vacation is over and he's getting back to performing. He said that is his top priority. We saw he has been hanging out in Turks and Caicos, and he was with Jack Harlow. And one thing that he did was he gave $20,000 to somebody, they're doing this thing where they're blessing people. So look, if you get money tonight, what's the most important thing? What are you gonna use it for? What's the what's the goal right now? Man, I got kids. You got kids? How many? I got three kids. Three kids? Yeah. Enhance my music career a little bit. Enhance your music career. Well, I'm sure we can both relate to that. We won 40 mm-hmm. on behalf of me and Jack and Steak. That's 20 grand for you. Hey, man. Oh, he said he won 40, so what, he was in the casino? Yeah, he gave him 20 grand. That is amazing. Wow, he, that is. That's, I mean, that's so dope. Can you imagine you're not even expecting that? And uh, this guy that he gave the money to, he actually is a performer. He's a saxophonist singer who performs at the Grace Bay Club, uh, Gennaro Laporte, and here is... Uh, here's Gennardo singing some Drake. So just hold on, we're going home. Just hold on, we're going home. It's hard to do these things alone. Just hold on, we're going home. Okay, that's cute. I love a nice, good, fun, uplifting story like that. You no, know, Drake put 20 grand in his bucket mm-hmm. or his cap or whatever he was using. To- collect money while he was singing. All right, now Quavo is saying that he wants to play Wesley Snipes' character in White Men Can't Jump. I mean, Quavo can ball, so it makes sense. Here's what he told TMZ Sports. Yo, Jack Harlow just got cast in White Man Can't Jump. You think he's got the hoops to pull it off? I think they need to call me so me and Jack Harlow can do it. I need to play Wesley Snipes' role. Oh, dope, bro. Yeah, you, you're you in all of those celebrity games too, and like you're even in the new um, PlayStation game. Yeah, Hancho and Harlow, let's do it. That'd be cute. Quavo and Jack Harlow together in White Men Can't Jump, the new rendition. <laughs> okay. We could see it. That was uh, Woody Harrelson back then and Wesley Snipes. So they could be the modern day version of that. Yeah, because I'm not looking for them to look like Woody and Wesley. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's just about just capturing, a play on it. Yeah, capturing an energy. So yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. All right, now, y'all know I got here a little late today because I was in Austin for South by Southwest. And I actually moderated Lizzo's keynote speech that she gave. And a lot of things were discussed there. She did say that her new album is on the way. She was actually leaving right after we did the uh, right after she did the keynote to go and master her album. So that's done, and it doesn't have an official release date. But she was also there promoting her uh, prime video show, "Watch Out for the Big Girls," that comes out on March 25th. And so you have to binge watch all of the episodes when it comes out. I got a chance to see some of them. It was amazing. You're going to cry at some parts. Envy, you're definitely going to cry at some parts because I know what you're sensitive. About? So she's looking for women to join her on tour, but they're all big girls. And she, the reason she did it was because when she did a casting call, it was hard for her to find any of these big girls to come and go on the road with her because a lot of agents won't represent them. 
Mm. And so she wanted to go and look for these women herself and just kind of address all of these things. And when you get to see a lot of the journeys of these women and things that they've gone through, uh, online bullying and all kinds of stuff, but they are amazing dancers. And so that's uh, really the point of the show. So it was really dope to see the girls came out also to the keynote. It was like 2000 people in the room. Dope. Wow. Yeah, for Lizzo. So dope, dope, dope. Was really happy to see that for her. Um, and six nine has revealed that he is struggling to make ends meet. He was uh, giving this statement to a judge, and basically he said that he does not know if he will ever command the kind of advances he was paid before his arrest. He said his career is stalled. He said his record deal with 10,000 projects expired last month, as well as a merchandise deal. He said, I did receive large advances under the recording artists and merchandising agreements prior to my arrest. However, I do not receive any royalties under those agreements either, since my royalty accounts remain unrecouped. And he said any unfavorable verdict for him could potentially leave him bankrupt. So they're still trying to get some money out of him. Um, and he's trying to say that he's broke. I mean, how he can't pay. Yeah, I mean, how could he be making money? I know that court case drained him, and all the screaming money probably going to the label. He hasn't been doing shows. Well, he has children to take care of. Yeah. I mean, but we, we we said that a long time ago when when you when you had to pay what ten security guards twenty four hours seven days a week to protect you, mm-hmm. and, and you're not putting out the, the amount of music or you're not streaming as much. Yeah, it, it's it's going to happen. And we've seen videos of him going to stores by himself, doing things by himself. That kind of gives you a key of, of, of financially probably what's happening. And I remember last year a story came out that he owed a security company a bunch of money. Yep. Yeah, he had a security bill he never paid, so. All right, hey, well, man. that is your rumor reports. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. All right, well, let's get to the People's Choice Mix, 800-585-1051. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. I teamed up with Zyrtec for this allergy relief message. Springtime brings vibrancy to the air and pollen. So I take Zyrtec when allergy symptoms start. Save the tissues and live vibrantly with Zyrtec. Starts working at hour one and stays strong day after day. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Uh, let me shout out to uh, everybody I ran into in Houston. I was in Houston over the weekend. My son plays seven-on-seven football. That's a uh, spring ball for uh, everybody on the East Coast because on the West Coast where it's warm, they play football all year long. So it's seven-on-seven ball. He travels every week, and this week was Houston. Had a great time. I got to do some research and get some more stuff done for the car show, but I just got a chance to hang with my son and watch him play seven-on-seven and do his damn thing. So shout out to all the parents out there and all the players out there. And also... If you haven't got your tickets to the car show, get it now, all right? It's, it's, we have limited space. It's not like we're usually, we, we can have as many people as we want. It's limited space. So definitely get your tickets now. Uh, you can click the link in my bio, my car show, New York versus Houston at the NRG Center. Uh, Trey, the true first DJ, NB Texas versus New York. We're going to have a lot of fun, family fun, rides, carnival games, jumpies, and kids five and under are free. So uh, shout out to everybody in the H-Town. All right, and also I want to make sure we acknowledge that our NFTs are dropping soon on at one of NFT. A moment at the Breakfast Club is what it's called. So these are the first Breakfast Club NFTs and the first NFTs from the artist Justin Ridgeberg. You can sign up for that drop and get those notifications at oneof.com slash TBC. And you know what I love about the Breakfast Club NFTs, man? Uh, Tyler, the creator, recently asked what the F is an NFT. And he said that uh, because he said that he's a person that enjoys moments. He enjoys actual experiences. Trust me when I tell you, our NFT 
is moments. It's things that you have actually experienced here on The Breakfast Club. So I think you're going to like them. And it's a limited amount, and it's affordable. So we wanted to make sure people have access, but you got to be quick. Mm-hmm. All right, when we come back, we got the positive notice, The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, and the positive note is simple, man. It comes from Oprah Winfrey. You know I'm a Pinkett Smith Winfrey Knowles Carter. That's my last name. Uh, but the positive note is this. If you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. If you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? 